Amen. I think we can do better than that. I think we ought to give that hand to the Lord today is what I think. Are you thankful to be in God's house this great Sunday morning? Praise the name of the Lord. You can be seated momentarily. And uh, what what a beautiful dedication today. And uh, I do want to say what an honor it is to be with you on this Sunday morning. It's very, very rare that uh, I'm away from service on, on Sunday. It's uh, just a pastor's heart. And uh, I, I don't know if you want to pray for me or pray for them. I know you probably need to pray for them. Uh, after 14 years now, they let me away every once in a while. So uh, uh, they're taking care of service this morning. God's going to do great things. And I, I'm just honored and blessed to be here standing in the footsteps of great people. And we honor uh, Brother and Sister Herring and the great job that they're doing here. Uh, in this city and the doors that God's opening, the connections that God's making. I wonder today, is anybody excited about your pastor today? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We do honor them greatly. And I'm, I'm blessed today to have my better half here. And uh, you would have been better off of having her to speak today than you would of me. Uh, but uh, we came through the area week before last, I was trying to decide when it was. I've been on the road so much the last few days. Week before last, and we stopped actually almost across the road up here and ate supper on our way to Memphis because uh, some of the folks in the church sent us away on our 32nd wedding anniversary. And uh, I'm, I'm honored today to spend uh, time with my life partner, and she is a tremendous woman of God. I want to have Sister Lambert, if she would, to come and leave a word of testimony today. Could you give her a hand of welcome as she comes right now? Praise the Lord, everyone. It's an honor to be with you today. And we evangelized for several years, and uh, when we settled down, I told my husband, I'm not packing a suitcase for a year. And I didn't. I stayed home. But the Lord is... um, using us in a different way right now, and I'm very thankful that God allowed us to be here this morning. And, and I asked the Lord, if my husband asked me to testify today, God, what do you want me to say? And he drew my heart to this scripture. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. This part, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. And our theme in Iuka this year is building a house for the Lord. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to go to somebody's house that doesn't want me there. Have you ever been visit somebody that you just felt like they didn't want you there and you weren't comfortable and you got out of there just as quick as you could? The Lord's the same way. If he knows that we want him here, He's going to come, and he's going to stay just as long as he feels welcome. And what makes that happen is when we lift him up and we worship him. He's seeking that from us today. If you want the Lord to come and meet your needs and be a part of your life, all you got to do is worship him. I love him today, and I want him to want to be where I am. Worship the Lord today, and let's see what he has for us. Thank you, Sister Lambert. Stand for the reading of the word of the Lord today. And he jokingly said that I preach a long time. I'm trying my best. 
It's good to see Brother and Sister Lucky here today. It's been a little while since I was them. Matter of fact, it's been a long time since I've been with them. But it's good to see both of you today. And uh, what an honor it is to be here and to be a part of a service of a dedication of this nature and such a beautiful baby. And I was thinking while you're turning to Second Kings, the third chapter, it's been a short time ago, I was with Brother Ken Bowen right outside of Seattle, and he made mention of some things that came to mind while he was uh, making remarks today in regards to this dedication that Samuel and Samson were born at the same time. Matter of fact, they lived about 40 miles apart. Both are recorded in the halls of, of, uh, of the hallmark of faith and so on. And uh, when you begin to look at their lives, though it ended in a positive way, the path that was taken is most interesting because you find that uh, Samuel's family brought him to the house of God and dedicated him to the ways of God, just like this family have stood before their pastor today and dedicated this baby to God. We also find that Samson was also from birth. A prophetic word was given on him about being dedicated unto God. We find in the passages of Scripture that Samson began to tell his family what he wanted. He said, go down to Timnath. I have found a harlot there that I want. And whatever his family said do, he would do it. But yet you find that Samuel dedicated himself to the Lord. And the paths of the two men were totally different, yet living in the same era, the same time, within a few, just a few miles away from each other. We find the dynamics of one that follows after God or one that wants their own way. Today, I appreciate this family for dedicating this baby unto the Lord. With Akil, I honor you today. It's good to see you again. He preached over in our area a short time ago and did a tremendous job. I'm just challenged today to stand in the footsteps of great men like your pastor and the associate pastor of this church today. But I do feel direction from the Lord, and uh, I I don't want to take too much of your time today, but uh, there was an old preacher over in our area that used to gauge his preaching by the mint in his pocket. And so he had put the mint in his pocket, and uh, when the mint was through with, he had quit preaching. One Sunday he preached and he preached and he preached and almost killed himself because instead of the mint, he took the button out of his pocket and put it in his mouth. So needless to say, I have checked, and it's not a button. It's a mint, my friend. Amen. So we should be through shortly. Praise the name of the Lord. Second Kings, the third chapter. If you haven't, say praise the Lord. Second Kings, the third chapter, verse number 14. Scripture said, and Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. Bring me now a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley. Somebody say this valley. Somebody say it again with me. Make this valley. 
Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye, your cattle, and your beast. With the help of the Holy Ghost for a few minutes today, I want to share what the Lord placed in my spirit, making room for a miracle. Somebody say that with me. Making room for a miracle. Would you put your Bibles down and would you help me today? Would you lift your hands? Would you ask God to minister in this house this morning? Wonderful Savior, we are honored beyond words that we could say together, together in this place. Absolute effect, God, that you're in this room today. We're thankful, God, for your touch. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your timing. Thankful, God, for your goodness and mercy. And today, God, I plead your blood in this house. Touch us, God, today. Connect us to the glory world. Your prophetic word, God, I feel in this house. Angels that are in this room today, ministering angels that are here to minister, I pray, God, your hand to be loosed, your power, your glory to be manifest today. We clap with our hands and give you praise and glory for there is no God like unto our God. Would you take just a moment and help me give the Lord praise right now. Your goodness and mercy endures today, God. And I bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we can do it right now. Let's bless the Lord. Shake hands with about four or five and tell them right now, if you'll help this preacher, he'll get through before lunch today. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've got more preached today than I've got time to preach, if that tells you anything. So I, I came loaded for bear, but I do feel a direct word from the Lord. The Lord directed my mind to a passage of Scripture in 2 Kings, actually the fourth chapter in verse 8. The Scripture says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. Does anybody in here like to eat? I thought I was in an apostolic church. Amen. You can't be apostolic if you don't like to eat. Does anybody in here like to eat today? Amen. I guarantee you I am not rude to food. Brother Huntley was sitting over here eating lunch one day on our way. Uh, he was on his way to preach and I was driving for him and he said, Brother Lambert, he said, you know when you're apostolic? I said, no, sir, when is that? He said, when you're eating one meal and you're talking about another one. <laughs> I concur with that today. I happen to be apostolic. I, I like food. Here we're talking about a lady who recognized that something was passing by where she was at and more than just uh, preparing a place and a time, it said that she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Scripture said in verse 9, she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. She said, I got an idea. Let's 
make a little chamber. Now, there, there's one thing that every husband that's in this house, that's in his right mind, dreads his wife saying, we're fixing to do an addition on the house. We're fixing to build. We're fixing to renovate. We're fixing to do something. I can hear the dread in his heart as she says, we're fixed to make some changes around here. We're fixed to add a room on this place. She said, we're, we're going to create a space. We're going to put a bed in there and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. While I was reading this and while I was contemplating over this passage of Scripture, I've uh, before I was in ministry, I was in the design field for a number of years and uh, now 30, 32, 34 years now been associated with that industry. And I've gone out to a number of places and uh, they said, we, we want to add a room on to this area of the house. And I'm looking at all the stuff that's piled up there. And I looked around the house at all the stuff that's in the way of the stumps and the refuge and stuff that's piled up and bicycles that's in the way. Nobody knows what I'm talking about right now. They, they, they'll put old car parts and tires uh, and uh, there's something that's got to be moved out of the way. You go on the inside, and there's knickknacks on every shelf that's in there. Well, this is what my grandparents got when they uh, crossed over the ocean. <laughs> this is what my grandkids got whenever they completed something in school, and there's just knickknacks everywhere, of memories of stuff that used to be that's not anymore, but I tell you that it's in the way if, if you're going to add on right here there's some stuff that's got to get out of the way amen but uh, they've collected this stuff and they, they've stored it up but hear me you cannot have an addition as long as you have stuff that's stacked up in the way I don't care how many good memories that it brings back unless you want the present to, to have blessings in it there are some things that have to be moved out of the way I don't care how much you like that old bicycle I don't care how long you kept them old tires if you're going to do an addition there has to be some things that are moved out of the way there's a man one time that uh, he was in the military and uh, he left his house to his family after he passed away so they were going through knickknacks does anybody have knickknacks in your garage amen my wife goes through this deal ever so often we got to clean out this stuff it's got to go it's in the way it's taking up room and so uh, the, the family, they were going through knickknacks that was in uh, the garage trying to make room so they could get their car even in the garage. You don't know about nobody like that, I'm sure, that can't even get their car in the garage because of all the stuff they got stored up in it. Thank you, sir. There's one that's honest today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't point fingers at nobody. Don't even look at them today. Amen. But uh, they were <laughs> they were going through stuff, and uh, they they were moving boxes out of the way, and they come up on this crate that was over under all the stuff stacked up in the corner, and it said uh, explosives, highly volatile, caution at best. 
And they knew that Grandpa was in the demolition business whenever he was in the military. So they called the cops out there and they cleared not only that house, they cleared the house next door, the, the house across the street, the house behind them in the neighborhood because of this box they found in the corner that said explosives, caution. Called out the bomb squad. They took it out in the yard. They x-rayed it. They took it apart and the only thing they found on the inside of it was knickknacks. He had used it for storage because what was on the inside did not match the message that was on the outside. As an apostolic church, we need the message to match what is on the inside because when they drive down the road and they see Christ-like church, when they walk in here, they ought to experience the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad when I walked in this morning, I started walking through, I started feeling an unction of the Holy Ghost in this house. And God said, this is more than just another building that's in Horn Lake. This is more than just another place that you would gather. This is the place that I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna touch somebody's heart and they're gonna leave different than the way that they came. I wonder today, are you glad that more than just a sign on the outside, that there is something on the inside that can bless your heart and bring th- blessings in your world. Somebody say knickknacks. Knickknacks get in the way. Hallelujah. Knickknacks get in the way. Knickknacks take the place of possibilities in your world also. I've known a lot of people, I'm sure there's none here today, that live on yesterday's memories. They live on what church used to be, not what church is. They live on what God has done in their past, not what he is doing in their present. But I tell you today, God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God has started a work in you, he is able to complete that work today. We just got to make up our mind today and say, hey, if there's something that is in the way that God wants to build in my life, I got to say, God, I want to get it out of the way because I want what you want in my world. I feel a connection in the Holy Ghost that somebody said, hey, preacher, that's me. If God's got something else he wants in my world, that's what I want if he's got greater things for me in my world that's what I want if there's some things that I need to get out of the way I'm willing for it to go because I want all that God has called me to be I want today with that you would you stand to your feet and tell God God I want to be all that you call me to be I don't want to just go through the motions I don't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof I I want everything that you've called me to be in my life. Would you clap your hands and love the Lord for just a moment? She wasn't satisfied. Man, I feel an unction of the Holy Ghost right now. This is dangerous. She was not satisfied with a prophetic word just passing by I'm not satisfied with the prophetic just coming ever so often I want the prophetic 
to come and stay. I don't want it just a weekend experience. I don't want it just a Sunday experience. I don't want it just a midweek experience. I want it an everyday experience. If that's the case, I'm going to have to make some room in my world. I'm going to have to make some room in my schedule. I'm going to have to make some room in my life. Uh, And whatever it is that's taking up the space uh, of the prophetic moving in my world, uh, I'm saying, God, it's not worth me missing a prophetic word from you. I feel in the Holy Ghost today there's some folks saying, hey, if there's stuff in the way, it's got to go because I want a prophetic word of God to move in my life. I need him more than I need my next breath. I need him more than I need anything else in my world. I feel like today there's somebody saying hey, if I need to make room I want to make room for God to move in my world. Find out that they get the stuff out of the way. They begin to break down some walls begin to lay foundation, put down the slab. Your pastor's in construction. There may be others here who know what I'm talking about. That's not an overnight process. Begin to dig. They begin to pour. They begin to build. That's why I look around this church and I'm excited about what God's doing. Somebody saw a little building and said, hey, that can be something greater than it is right now. You don't have to stay a car, audio, garage. It can be a house that God can change somebody's life. There's folks sitting in this audience today that's put your shoulder to the wheel and said, hey, if we're going to have church, it's got to involve somebody, and it might as well be me. If there's somebody going to work in the church, it might as well be me. If there's somebody going to build a house for God, it might as well be me. And there's somebody said, hey, I'm willing to put a little effort into it. I'm willing to build a little bit. I'm willing to paint a little bit. I'm willing to turn some things in and turn some things on. And you hear me? Because of your efforts, because of building. Now there's a house for God to dwell in in this city that used to not be. And today I tell you, I commend you in the Holy Ghost. God keeps good records. He knows every time that you've swung a hammer. He knows every time that you've stroked the brush. You hear me today. God keeps good records. Why, why, why? Why would we go to this effort? Why? We expend good money because we don't want the prophetic miracle that's passing by just to keep going. We want it to stop and we want it to stay. We don't just have goosebumps every time revival comes. We don't want to have just goosebumps every once in a while on a Sunday. We want every time that somebody walks through that door, they say, hey, there's a difference made in the atmosphere. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody's walked in this house. You didn't understand on Sunday morning what was going on in your world, but God was orchestrating your steps to a place where somebody has made preparation on this great day 
for you to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost and for God to minister in your world, for God to put the pieces of your life back together. You're not here by accident. You're here on purpose by God today. I say I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with passing word. I want it to stay. She made room. She added a bed. She added a table. She added a chair and a candlestick. Scripture said, and as oft as he would pass by, the prophet, as long as he would pass by, he would turn in and he would stay. Time passes on. The scripture really doesn't say what the time frame was. It said as often as he turned in, he stayed there. One of those times, he looked at his servant and he said, I need you to go get that Shunammite. Shunammite came to the door. Somebody say the door. Man, there's a door in this house right now. Somebody is being called to the door today. Why do I need to show up at the door? Because the prophetic is calling you today. She shows up at the door, and he said, You've shown us all this kindness, and you've done all these great things, and We've been comfortable every time we've come by. It's been a blessing in our life and now we want to be a blessing in your life. What would it be that you would have us to do? Would it be that you would have us to speak of you before the king? Would it be that you need something in your world? And the servant looks at him and says, Sir, she is barren. She has no child. He didn't say children. He said she has no child child the prophet looks at her and says tell you what according to the manner of life time and the season about this time next year it's going to happen it's going to happen you're going to give birth to what you have been praying for I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost right now. You're going to give birth. Man, I feel it from the top of my head to the sole of my feet right now. You're going to give birth to what you've been praying for. (laughs) Because you were willing to make because you were willing to make room for a miracle. She said, don't tell me a story. Don't lie to me now. I've been doing all this work and I made this room and I cooked that bread and I made those meals and I I put that bed in order. He said, no, you better understand because you made room. God is about to give you a miracle. I'm preaching to a church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. Your efforts have not gone unnoticed by God. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God is fixing to fulfill the dream that he gave you. The word is about to be manifest in your midst. I'm just wondering today, is there anybody thankful that the efforts have not gone unnoticed by God? God? 
but today we lift your hands and say God I am thankful for the room that was made now is about to be a miracle in our midst hallelujah hallelujah somebody say make room hallelujah telling you I got more to preach than I, I need to preach today and I'm, I'm trying to hurry out. I, I didn't pay attention since Lambert let me know when it gets too long. First Kings I read into your hearing Elijah came unto all the people and said how long halt ye between two opinions. If the Lord be God follow him but if Baal, then follow him. The people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain the prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut in pieces and lay it on wood. Put no fire under and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. Please notice with me important wordage of verse 24. And call ye on the name of your gods. Plural. And Elijah said, and I will call on the name, singular, of the Lord. And the scripture says, he said, the God that answereth by fire, let him, not them, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. For Israel had fallen into idolatry and the children of God had followed other gods. Baal in particular introduced by the spirit of Jezebel into their world. Ahab had allowed things to go on that should never have gone on and now the people have been deprived and been depraved from the almighty God but yet there were still people that were holding on to truth and still holding on to the faithful hand of God that said hey there is going to be revival and restoration. Irrelevant how those that do not follow God rise. Still we believe that God is still going to restore our land back to what it used to be. Let me preach to somebody today just because the heathens rage. Just because there are great numbers that are following false doctrine. You hear me on this great day. God is going to restore an end time revival to an end time church that's still holding on to the bloodstained banner. I believe today there's some folks that's saying, hey, I need revival in my world. I need revival in my family. I need revival in my city. I need revival in my youth group. I need revival in this area. I need revival and I need it now. It's gonna make a difference. An altar makes a difference. An altar always makes a difference. I can't preach about altars today, but 
I can tell you altars are critically important if the fire of God's going to fall in your world. Scripture says that, he said, I tell you what, y'all go first. Set up stones, lay on wood, put the sacrifice on. They juke, they jive, they dance, they, matter of fact, climbed up on the altar. Got to the point that Elijah was making fun of them. Your God must be on vacation. I think your God's deaf. At best, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe you ought to holler a little more. Scripture said that they'd done so much that they broke down the altar. Elijah said at the closing of the day, we're going to change course. Scripture says that Elijah rebuilt the altar that was broken down. Before every, I feel that deal, Sister Lambert, before every revival, altars have to be rebuilt. Prayer is not, it's just not the peripheral and it's not just, as she said, the option. It's, it's got to be the prerequisite. I can tell you revival in Iuka can't be attributed to a great preacher because I know who their pastor is. It can't be attributed to great programs and tons of money because we we didn't have none of that business when we started out with 32 people. But I can tell you one thing we did do. We started praying. Because your Bible said, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, the good Lord said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Rebuilt altars are critically important. It's more important than our programs. It's more important than our presentation. It's more important than things that we can give to people. Hear me, the presence of the Lord only comes whenever altars are rebuilt in our world. You better make sure that every time that you approach unto the Lord that there's an altar that's been built. Prayer. I am a result of prayer. Me. Have no preachers in my family? None. I was blessed. I was blessed to be fifth generation apostolic. My great grandmother, I knew her. My great great grandmother, I knew her. My grandmother now is still living 93 years old, two, 92 years old now. We lived right next door to what used to be the old Cain's Chapel Church. I'd stayed with them while mom and dad was at work. I've heard others say I was a drug addict whenever I was a kid. I was too. I was drugged to prayer meeting. I was drugged to church. I was drugged to kids' church. I was drugged to youth service. I was drugged to everything. I was a drug addict. 
of saying that. I think it was every Tuesday, my friend. Every Tuesday. They didn't have cars. The elders didn't. They walked. But they would walk up to two miles to church every Tuesday. All the elders would gather together in the back in the Sunday school room. And they'd start praying. Well, because I was staying with Grandma, guess what? I, I got to go to prayer meeting. Amen. I remember, Lord, help us those folks to pray the pain off the wall. Man, glory to God would sit down in that room. Years passed, and I accepted my call to preach after we'd gotten married, and I was trying to help out in the youth department and so on. And I remember the Sunday night that I announced to the church, accepted my call to preach. Little lady, she's sitting about where you're at, sis. She gets up. She runs down the aisle to me. Her name was Sister Moore. Wow, I can still see her face. She said, son, I've been waiting on you a long time. I said, what are you talking about, Sister Moore? She said, do you remember such and so prayer meeting on such and so day and this happened on that day and so on? And just lo and behold, boom, it all came like a screen in my mind. I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She said, you remember your grandmother Leah was over in the corner and she, she was talking in tongues like a Chinaman. Yes, ma'am, I do remember that. She said, and God cut it off just like that. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, when she shut that off, she looked at me and she said, Lowell Moore, William Lambert's called to preach. I was five years old. She said, but you can't tell him until God does. She said, I've been waiting on you 17 years, son. And now God's fulfilling what he said he was going to do. Let me tell you something. I'm not talking about stuff I, I, I just read in a book or somebody told me about. I'm telling you, I am a product of prayer. I am. They prayed whenever things wasn't going well. They prayed when things was going well. They prayed when it was good. They prayed when it was bad. It didn't matter. They was going to pray. Let me tell you something. Until we get to the place that we know how to pray rather than praying out of defense and we start praying in offense, you hear me? Nothing's going to change in our world. We don't just pray when hell shows up on our doorstep. We don't just pray when the bills are not going to get paid. We don't just pray when we can't figure out what's going on. We have to learn how to pray at all times. We got to learn how to connect to the glory world. Our help don't come from the world. Our help don't come from society. Our help comes from the Lord. And when we learn how to connect to the glory world and we rebuild altars, there will be restoration in our world. He started rebuilding altars. Wow, God. I won't get through today. I'll send you a tape if I ever preach it again. He's building altars. Scripture said there was a famine in the land. There was drought. Water was scarce. But he builds up the stones. He lays on the wood. Divides up the sacrifice and lays it on. And he asked a most interesting question. He said, I need a shovel. What you need a shovel for? Because I'm fixed to make room for a miracle. begins to dig 
around the altar. When he gets through digging around the altar, getting earth out of the way. Man, I feel it right now. He's getting earth out of the way. He said, hey, I need some water. I don't need a bucket of water. I don't need a cup of water. I need barrels of water. In a famine, he's asking for something that is critically important to them. What are you going to do with it? I'm fixing to pour it out on this altar. So he starts pouring. The scripture said he poured and it saturated the sacrifice. He poured again. It saturated the sacrifice. It saturated the wood. He poured out more until it saturated the stones. And then the scripture said he poured out enough that it saturated everything and filled up the ditches that was Then it wasn't an all-day prayer. It was, a matter of fact, less than a two-minute prayer that he prayed. And he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the scripture said, the fire fell. It consumed the sacrifice. It consumed the wood. It consumed the stones. And it licked up the water that was in the ditches and affected the dust thereof. What are you saying, Brother Lambert? More than just an altar. He got earth out of the way and made room for a miracle. And when the fire fell, it followed all of the flow all the way until it affected the dust. I don't know what you're made of. I know what I'm made of. The scripture said he formed me of the dust of the ground. He formed me of the smallest thing that you can think of. But when the fire fell, it went past the sacrifice. It went past the altar. It made it into the ditches and it began to affect the dust. And right here is where I feel the prophetic word of the Lord on this Sunday morning when you rebuild altars and you pour out until it fills the ditches. When you make room and you get earth out of the way. God said, I'm going to not only affect the altar, I'm not only going to affect the sacrifice, I'm going to affect the dust that's therein. And you hear me today, when you rebuild altars and you pour out, God will reach past your sacrifice and he will affect your city. He'll affect your neighbors. He'll affect your friends. He'll affect your family. You hear me today? It just depends. Are you willing to make room for a miracle? God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Hallelujah. I love you, buddy. What's your name? Landon. Proud of Landon. Glad to see him in church this morning. Hallelujah. How old are you, buddy? Nine? Wow. If I eat like you do, will I grow up and be as good looking as you are, buddy? Hallelujah. What grade you in, bud? Third grade? Wow. That's awesome. I got a guy your age. His name is Dylan. We have kids' church that happens on Wednesday night while parallel to service is going on. And uh, children's pastor, Brother Brandon, 
got a burden for kids, and I can't tell that whole story, but just to tell you, we had 10, 18 kids when you started out. We started going picking up folks, and now they're between 60 and 80 every Wednesday night in kids' church. And uh, we, we, we feed them because that's the only meal they get. That'll sink in in a minute. They couldn't get their focus, Sister Lucky. They said, are we going to have a snack tonight? Because they'd usually break somewhere in the middle of it and get a snack. Well, why are you so concerned about the snack? Because we hadn't had nothing to eat today. So maybe if we start feeding them beforehand, then we'll get their focus off of having to eat. They already got that taken care of. And you know when that was taken care of, they started getting the Holy Ghost just like that. I told them, I said, you better get ready. We're making room for a miracle right now. They come into service. It was on a Wednesday night, right at the end of me trying to finish preaching. Hi, Lord, I was having myself a time. Sister Mary comes walking in the side door. She's waving her hand. She said, Pastor, we got to have some help. We got kids laid out everywhere receiving the Holy Ghost, and we don't have enough people to pray for them. You hear me? When you start making room for a miracle, God will fill the ditches. Yeah, and he'll reach into the dust. I'm preaching about a miracle that some of us have a hard time wrapping our mind around because what you can see, can you see this house full or can you see another house full? I'm preaching to somebody today, don't get your focus just on here because God can fill this whole house, this whole building, and this whole block. For with God, all things are possible. Landon. Had this kid coming for a while. I don't get to see him on Wednesday nights anymore. We got church going on there. They got church, their own church, all that business going on there. They come straight off the bus, go in the service, go straight back out on the bus, and they're delivered home. I had not seen this kid. Out of the blue, a young mother shows up, sitting in the center section about two rows from the back. I greeted her. She said, I'm from such and so church. I said, we're glad to have you here. I said, your first time? She said, yes. Uh, she, she had talked to some of them. She said, my son has been coming on Wednesday night. Nine years old. Every Wednesday night, he comes home, and he teaches the whole family Bible study. The whole family Bible study. Everything that he picks up there, he carries it home with him. And right now, this Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, the family was at AME, Apostolic Ministry in Richmond, to receive a word from the Lord. The whole family was. The kids went on a youth trip with the youth this past Friday night. You hear me. God is working on that family through what we thought was just a minor investment. But you hear me. Everybody in this house can reach somebody. Everybody in this house can affect somebody. Everybody in this house can be a revival. It just depends. Are you willing to make room for a miracle in your I got a young man. His name is Jason. He's like trying to keep a 747 tied to the ground. It's been a few months ago. A co-worker of his told him, man, you ain't seen nothing. You need to come to church. When I find out about Jason is, Jason 
is a rapper. He's a rap star. It's not his real name on stage, but anyway, he comes to church. God fills him with the Holy Ghost. We have baptized him in Jesus' name. What do you think the first thing he wants to do is? Get on the platform. Man, it's quiet in here right now. Oh, I said, no. He's not going to get on the, on, the, on the platform. We're going to work on him a little while. I said, okay, that's fine. We'll work on him a little while. Jason, you need to hold off on that idea right now. The Lord's working on you, son. After he gets the Holy Ghost, I tell him, I said, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to start teaching Bible studies. So I give him a water and spirit Bible study, and he starts teaching Bible studies. To date, he has taught 14 Bible studies, and 12 of those 14 have been baptized in Jesus. Uh huh. So with that now, he's not worried about getting on the platform. He's worried about getting to, to teach another Bible study. Because he sees his effectiveness is not in what he can entertain, but the places that he can carry them in the Holy Ghost. If you're willing to make room for a miracle, God will use you and pour out in in and through you. I need to preach to somebody on this Sunday morning. Are you willing for God to use you to bring a miracle about in Horn Lake, Mississippi? Are you willing for God to use you to be a revival in your family? I got to quit this morning. It's way too long, Lord. Way too long. Stand. Stand. The opening passage of Scripture. Elisha had been called to the scene of where the host was surrounded by a great army. King of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of Judah said, we got to have a word. So they called for Elisha. They called for the prophetic to show up. Scripture said when they showed up, Elisha said, if it were not for the king of Judah, I would not look toward you, neither would I see you. I got to looking at that deal. The king of Judah. Judah stands for praise. He was the leader of praise. I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? He said, if they can't praise, number one, I won't look toward them, and number two, I won't see them. Are you hearing me today? I'd ask today, how many really want God to look towards you? More than just looking in your general vicinity, in your direction, how many want God to see you? He said, except for a praiser. Began to sing and worship. Scripture said the Spirit of the Lord came upon the musician. He began to prophesy. He said, Hear the word of the Lord. Make 
this valley. Verse 16, make this valley full of ditches. I'm just going to be honest with you. I said, Lord, what are we talking about here? The Lord said, when you make room, you're not going to understand where it came from. The Lord said, I'm going to fill it. You won't see rain, but I'm going to fill it. When you get earth out of the way, I'm going to fill it. The Lord carried me the scripture where it says, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Then you'll see the gift of the Holy Ghost. The promise is unto you and your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What are you talking about, Brother Lambert? You see, repentance is getting earth out of the way. Repentance is getting things, knickknacks, that take up the space that God wants to fill. Today I feel like there's some folks saying, I want God more than I want anything else. And I'm willing to make room for a miracle in my world. Hands lifted. I, I, I got a few more things to say, but I just at that place right now I feel like we need to lift our hands and talk to God because there's some folks making decisions today. Am I going to keep it? Am I going to get it out of the way? Am I going to hold on to it? Am I going to let it go? Am I going to keep the things of the past or am I going to make room for what God has in store for me today? Am I going to live with the memories of yesterday or am I going to open the door for my future tomorrow? God, I thank you for your presence. Nobody in the least. I'm blessed, God, above measure. Doors that you've opened for your servants and ways that you've made. I am honored, God, beyond words, to stand in this place today. I pray in Jesus' name for individuals that are in this house that are at that crossroads. What are you going to do with the valley that you're in? I'll tell you what I really feel. If you're comfortable, close to your neighbor, friend, would you reach over and pray for them right now? Just put your hand on their shoulder. You don't have to be out of the way. Just pray for whoever is next to you right now and ask God to touch and minister to them. Wonderful Savior. You know what they're dealing with. You know what they're walking through. You know the valley that they're in today. What am I going to do in this valley? I'm going to make room for a miracle. What am I going to do in this low place? I'm going to make room for a miracle. I'm not willing to keep the things of earth. I'm not willing to keep the things of the flesh. I'm not willing, God, to hold on to things. Ooh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. That's it. Pray for them right now, God. Touch them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. 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 Y
That's all right. Pray for them right now. God wants to touch them. God wants to help them. God wants to minister to the needs in their life. Come on. That's it. Pray for them. Come on. That's it. Pray for them. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a timing. Yes, God's in this house today to minister the needs. That's it. Pray for them in Jesus' name. God, irrelevant of what they're facing. Irrelevant the odds that's against them, Lord. Irrelevant, Lord. Irrelevant, God, of the well-laid plan of the enemy today, God. You've orchestrated a day and a time. You've orchestrated the possibilities of their world being changed today. I pray in the name of Jesus, asking you, God, to reach down and touch, reach down and help, reach down and minister, Lord, only as you can. the name of Jesus. Yes, God, yes, God. I curse the spirit of infirmity. I curse the spirit of sickness. But that power and the authority invested me of the word of God. I pray in the name of the Lord. I pray, God, healing. I pray deliverance. I pray restoration. I pray, God, virtue. Minister, Lord, only as you can. Yes, God, I pray not only healing. I pray wholeness in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. You've never failed, you've never fallen short. I appreciate these two wonderful ladies standing in the altar. That person you prayed for, I wish you'd connect to him and say, hey, do you need your miracle? If you do, would you come with me? Because I'm going to open this area right across here. If you need a miracle, the door is open right now in Jesus' name. Come on. You need a miracle. Come on right now. Two, three, four, five, six. Come on, that's it. You're not responding to the preacher. You're responding to the word. I need God to do something in my life. I need God to change some things in my life. I need God to work in areas that I cannot. We're carving out a few moments on this Sunday morning. Come on, that's it. We're carving it. We're making some room on Sunday morning for somebody to leave different. Yes, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Work it out, God. Uh, Open the windows of heaven, Lord, where they are. Pour it out in the name of Jesus. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit, saith the Lord. I refuse to go through the motions. I refuse to be church as usual. I refuse to be church as casual. I choose today to make room for God to do what he would do. If you need God, I'd get some stuff out of the way. If you need God to flow, I'd get some stuff out of the way. If you need God to perform a miracle, I'd make room on this Sunday morning. It's all by and through you, God. It's all by and through you, God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Preparation, God. Preparation, God. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know some of you are praying with the rest of you. Lift your hands and love the Lord together right now. God, I bless you. I thank you, God, for the privilege. Thank you, God, for the flow of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for your anointing. Thank you, God, for your word and your work today. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. That's it. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. I refuse to allow this valley to suck the life out of me. I refuse to allow this valley to be my end point. I choose today to make room in this valley. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God's going to fill it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God's going to take care of it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to respond. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's all right, hun. Let the fountain flow. That's all right, hun. Let the fountain flow. A well in the wilderness. That's all right. Come on. Let the fountain flow, hun. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I bless you. I believe you. Praise and exalt you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The name of Jesus. As these are praying, would you lift your hands toward heaven? Sister Lambert's praying right now. We love you, Lord. We're so thankful, God, for your direction. So thankful, God, for your prophetic promises in this city, on this church, God. 
God, I pray against every stronghold that would bind what you want to do in Horn Lake. I rebuke every demonic influence that would hinder the work of God in this city. I pray, God, for your spirit to move freely among this city, God. Give this church favor, Lord, with the leadership of this city, God. Go before them, Lord. Make a way, God. Open the doors, Lord Jesus. God, we believe you for mighty outpouring, a miraculous revival, God, that they cannot even see where it's coming from, God. I play a Abundant blessings, God, financial God, spiritual God, physical God. I pray, Lord, that you would direct and guide every step of the way, Lord. We believe you, God, and we are claiming a great miracle, Lord. I bind false doctrine and I release a revelation of truth to flow through this city, God, through every home, every church, every person, God, that your truth would prevail and you would give a desire to the hearts of men and women to serve you, to worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. I claim it and I speak it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name. Name God, and we will be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor that you are worthy of, God, in the lovely name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I wonder, could we lift our voice and clap our hands and love him right now in this house and offer praise before the Lord?